Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 7th, 2023. What we do on today's word is we get a word from God every morning. We read some scripture, and then we break it down. I give you practical application. We turn the corner from information to application. We know that our learning has to turn into living. The Bible is not a textbook to study. It is a life book to live. And so we go to the Bible every day, we receive insight from God, and then we get some practical nuggets that we can apply to our daily living. Right now, we're in a series on the miracles of Jesus. This is part 23 of the overall series. The title of today's message is Blind Bartimaeus, No Plan B. I'm going to talk about Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, and I'm going to talk about the fact that when you walk with God, he will lead you, if you're really living by faith, to have no plan B. Say no plan B for me. Put in the chat, no plan B. Get ready to receive the word. So before we get into the word uh, for this morning, before we get into the miracle, let's look at Psalms 126 and verse four. And uh, this is a scripture that was shared at my church. And um, this is something that I've been meditating on all year. At our church, we like to say it does matter where you go to church because you want to be careful. First of all, you want to be led by God concerning who you connect with. And then you want to be careful whom you allow access or the license to speak into your life. So it does matter where you go to church and it does matter who you listen to. So the fact that you listen to me and many of you listen to me every day, five days a week, and you have been for years, you have given me the license to speak into your life. So if I'm sharing Psalms 126 and verse four with you, this is what I believe that God is speaking for this season. So get this down in your heart. The Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Put in the chat, do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to our former glory. God is going to, in this season, restore us to our former glory. I keep saying this because I believe it. In 2022, that was a difficult season for many, going all the way back to the pandemic. It's like people lost something along the way. And in this season, God is going to restore it. Put in the chat, I'm going to get it back. God is going to do it again. God is restoring us to a former glory. And then the Bible says, may streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. We're going to get to the point where every dry heart is drenched again. Whatever dry area was in your life, in your in your heart, that area is going to be drenched again. Put in the chat, no dry places for me. We want to get to the point where we have no dry places. I believe that this is a season of refreshing, that this is a season of restoring. This is our season and this is our time. You got it? All right. So now let's get into the miracles of Jesus. Mark chapter 10. Uh, this is where we are this morning. Yesterday, I shared a, a a miracle where these two blind men were healed. So I want to flow in that same vein again today. This is Mark chapter 10, verses 46 to 52. Let's read this from the New King James Version. The Bible says, now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho, talking about Jesus, with his disciples, a, a great multitude followed. But there was a man named Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, who sat by the roadside and he was begging. Say he was begging. He was a beggar. He was blind and he was a beggar. He was begging. Verse 47. And when he heard that Jesus of Nazareth 
was passing by. He began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Verse 48, then many warned him to be quiet. They were telling him to shut up. But he cried out even louder. Oh, I love it. I love it. They were telling him to shut up. He cried out even louder. Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying, hey, be of good cheer. Arise. The master's calling you. Verse 50. And throwing aside his garment. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. He threw aside his garment, his cloak he rose and came to Jesus. A blind man came to Jesus. Verse 51. So Jesus answered and said unto him, what do you want me to do for you? Ooh, I, we all want that question. What do you want? What do you want from me, son? What do you want from me, daughter? And he said, well, master, what I want is I want to be able to see. <laughs> Verse 52. Then Jesus said unto him, go away. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received the sight and followed Jesus on the road. What does this mean? for you today. I have a few things to share with you in this morning, and there's going to be a lot, a lot of nuggets for you to glean. You ready? Uh, are you ready to receive? All right, here we go. A few things. Here's number one. When you need a breakthrough, you cannot allow anyone or anything to get in the way between you and God. When you need a breakthrough from God, you cannot allow anyone or anything to get in the way between you and God. This is why you can't worry about people. You can't think about people. This is why it's, it's unfortunate, but sometimes God is moving. I've been in church and God is moving in the sanctuary and the power of God is being released and people are receiving. And some people are so concerned about what other people are going to think that they don't really get their breakthrough. Listen, when God is moving, man, I, I could care less what people say or think. You got to get your breakthrough. You don't want anything or anyone to stand between you and God. As blind Bartimaeus called out, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. The Bible says that people in the crowd told him to shut up. People in the crowd told him to be quiet. People in the crowd told him, hey, hey man, calm down, calm down. It don't take all that. <laughs> and so you know what he did? The text says he cried out even louder. Listen, listen, when you need a breakthrough from God, you cannot be moved by people. When you need a breakthrough from God, you cannot be moved by what people say or what people don't, don't, don't let people try to dim your light. You know what I'm saying? Don't let people try to steal your praise. Don't let people tell you it doesn't take all that. Don't let people listen. Don't, don't allow anyone who hasn't been through what you've been through to try to keep you from getting your breakthrough. It was easy for the people in the crowd to tell Bartimaeus, hey man, calm down. It don't take all that. Lower your voice. Uh, don't say that, man. Shut up. It's easy for y'all to say that. Y'all can see. Doggone it. You don't know what I've been through. I can't see. Not only can I not see, but I don't have nobody to take care of me. I'm, I can't see and I'm a beggar. Not only is, I'm not in a situation where I can't see, but I'm living off of people's generosity. So I'm a beggar and I can't see. So you telling me to shut up, man, man, forget you. <laughs> and he cried out even louder. People around you have no idea what you've been through because you don't have to look like what you've been through. So when they see, when you sense an opportunity for you to receive something from God and you go after it and you believe this is my season. This is my time. This is my turn. Oh, I'm about to get, I'm about to get my breakthrough and you go after it. They may think you're doing too much. <laughs> they may think, 
Oh, well, it doesn't take all that. Like, like, like I've seen people in church, like I said, women, like I've been stretched out on the floor. I could care less. I'm just going to get my, whatever I'm going to get from God. I've seen women where, where their makeup is messed up. Mascara is messed up. Everything is messed up. You know what I'm saying? Clothes messed up. Oh, it, it, but why? Because if you feel like God is moving and God is telling you to do something, you got to go get it. And blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, he could care less what people say. There are times where God is moving and you cannot be moved by what people think. You cannot be moved by people's opinion. To walk with God in earnest, there will be moments. There will be moments where you have to be okay with being misunderstood. Listen, I know what it's like to be misunderstood. I know what it's like for people to think like you're a little bit off. Why? Because when you're living in sync with God, you may seem like you are out of sync with the people down here in this world. And you have to be okay with that. You have to be okay with being misunderstood. Put this in the chat. Say, I am okay with being misunderstood. I don't, I listen, I would rather be understood by God than be misunderstood by people down here. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, he felt in his heart that Jesus was there. This was his one shot. Sometimes you only got one shot. And this was his one shot for his life to be changed. And he was not going to allow anyone. He was not going to allow anything to stand between him and God. Sometimes walking with God requires bulldog tenacity. You have to go after it. You have to go after your breakthrough. You have to chase after God, pursue after God, cleave to God, and you cannot cannot allow. Can't, don't even concern yourself with what people think. Listen, I know that there's people that don't understand me, even in corporate America. Like, you know, I know that people, like, they're cool with me and everything. They're cool with me and everything. But in the back of their minds, they go, hmm, Rick is a little bit different. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. Like at the end of the day, like I'm okay because I know who I am. When you know who you are and you know what God is telling you to do, you cannot be moved by people's opinions. You can, you can only be moved by God and the Holy Ghost and what he's telling you to do. And the church said, amen. Put in the chat, say amen to that. All right. Y'all ready? All right. Number two, man, I got six things. This is going to be good. This is going to be good. To receive from God, you must see God as he is. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, he was blind. He had no way of seeing who was coming. He had no way of seeing what was happening. He was blind and he was a beggar. So he was a beggar by the side of the road and a commotion was happening. See, when you, when you lose one of your senses, the other senses are heightened. And so, so a lot of blind folks, their, their sense of hearing is heightened. And so, so they can hear very well. Now he was hearing, he was listening carefully. He was listening carefully to what was happening around. He couldn't see, but he heard something. He heard that somebody was coming by. He heard that a miracle worker was coming. And, and so he heard, this was his opportunity to receive his breakthrough. Now, when he heard that the miracle worker was coming and, and he heard that Jesus was getting close, he heard something from the people around him. What did he hear? I told you yesterday that the people that called Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, were basically saying Jesus from the ghetto. And the people that called him Jesus of Nazareth, they never got anything from God. It was the people that honored God honor Jesus that got something from him. No one in scripture that called him Jesus of Nazareth ever got anything from Jesus. The people that got something from Jesus honor Jesus. Most of them call him Jesus, the son of David, which is a connection to his him being the Messiah, right? I taught you that yesterday, but now let me give you some practical application. Verse 47 says, watch this. Verse 47 says, I read it for you earlier. I think you missed it, but now you're going to get it. Now that I'm bringing your attention to it. Verse 47 says, and when Bartimaeus heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, 
he began to cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Did you catch that? What did he hear? He heard, he can't see nothing. He heard Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, but that's not what he said. What did he say? Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. As a result, Jesus healed blind Bartimaeus. He ministered to him and he did not minister to the people that called them Jesus of Nazareth, which brings me to my third point. Man, I'm teaching better than you're saying amen. Say amen in the chat. Number three, God draws people to him by his spirit. I'm telling you, you got to know who God is and God has always drawn people to him by his spirit. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse three, that no one can call Jesus Lord without the Holy Spirit prompting them in their heart. Listen, we don't even know that Jesus is Lord without the Holy Ghost. Listen, it was the Holy Ghost that told blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, man, that's Jesus. Not only that, people were saying Jesus of Nazareth. He was like, no, I'm not going to say that. That That's not even right. That's not who God is. That's not who this man is. He is Jesus. How in the world did he hear Jesus of Nazareth and say Jesus, the son of David? That was the Holy Spirit. Listen, it takes a divine revelation. It, it, takes, it took divine revelation for him to hear one thing and say another. And it's going to take divine revelation for you to hear one thing and say another. You're going to have to be able to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. You're going to have to be able to believe God. You're going to have to be able to hear in the Spirit. You're going to have to be able to have the audacity to say what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. He heard Jesus of Nazareth. He said, Jesus, the son of David. Listen, some people, God is drawing people to him every day. Some people are open. Some people are obedient. Some people are closed. Some people are disobedient, right? The people right around blind Bartimaeus, they were there. They didn't get anything from Jesus. Why? They saw Jesus as Jesus of Nazareth. He saw Jesus as Jesus, the son of David. Listen, there's some people that are not going to accept your God. This and, and when people, when you talk to people about God and they reject the gospel, know that they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting God. The people around Bartimaeus, they were not they were rejecting Jesus and they were rejecting God. And so you got to know that some people, there's some people that are going to be open to God when God is moving, like Bartimaeus was. And there's going to be people that, there's going to be some people that are closed to God when God is moving. And if they're closed, they're going to miss out. But put this in the chat, say, I will not miss out. When God is moving, I'll be moving. When, when God is moving, I'll be moving. Number four, your breakthrough requires your petition of faith. I told you yesterday that if you want something from God, and you believe it is the will of God, you still need to ask for it. Jesus said in, in Matthew chapter six, the father knows what you need before you ask, but you still have to ask. So if you don't ask, you run the risk of miss, missing out on God's best. Jesus heard Bartimaeus' cry. And that's my point. He heard it. Why did he hear it? Because he said it. Listen, you are going to have to ask. You, you are going to have to open up your mouth and ask for what you believe God is, is ready to do in your life. You can't just sit back and say, well, if that's God's will, then I guess, you know, Lord, you could do whatever you... No, no, no. If you believe that's the will of God, open up your mouth and ask for it. If you believe, he cried out. He said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And when they it, when they got him and they said, bring him to the master, hey, he's calling for you. And he was like, what do you want? I want to see. 
They was like, well, what do you want, sir? Hey, let's be clear. I'm not going to sugarcoat this thing. Mr. Jesus, I want to see. And Jesus, and he was like, all right, well, fine. According to your faith, be it done unto you. Bam. And he restored his sight. When he got the opportunity to stand before God, he made his request known. Philippians 4 and 6 says, you got to make your request known before God. James 4 and 2 says that you have not because you ask not. When you stand before God, you need to ask him for what you want. You need to open up your mouth and say what you're believing for this season, that you believe this is the will of the Father. He still needs you to ask. He wants you to pray back to him the prayers that he prayed over you. In other words, he reveals to you what his plans and the, his purposes are for your life through the Holy Spirit. God reveals to, to you things that are future to you, but past to him. For him is already done. For you is only a matter of time. And so now when he reveals it to you, you your job is to open up your mouth and ask. I am praying back to God the prayers that I believe that he already prayed over me. And 1 John 5 says that this is the confidence I have in him, that if I ask for anything according to his will, that not only does he hear me, but I already have it. I'm asking for things in accordance with his will. I believe he hears me. I believe I have it. I believe it's already done, but I had to ask. I am praying back to God the things that God has prayed over me. What, so let me ask you this question. What are you complaining about that you should be praying about? Ooh, I know I just stepped on somebody's toes. What are you complaining about that you need to be praying about? Don't speak out of frustration. Speak out of faith. Say amen to that. Speak words of faith on a daily basis. Say amen to that. All right, number five, be ready when God is ready. Listen, put this in the chat. Say when God is ready. I'm going to be ready. You need to be ready when God is ready. You need to be ready when God is ready. Let me let me give you something here. As Bartimaeus shouted and he finally got Jesus's attention, Jesus stopped and said, well, call him. So the people there, they approached Bartimaeus and said, hey, cheer up on your feet. The master's calling you. And at that point, I'm sure all sorts of energy and anticipation and adrenaline and excitement was flooding through his body. He was like, oh my God, I'm about to get it. I'm about to get it. The king of glory was just calling for him, right? So he jumped to his feet and he did something before he went to Jesus. He did something before he went to Jesus. And this little tidbit is critical in the story. The Bible says that when he got up, they said, hey, the master's calling for you. He did something before he went to Jesus. He took his cloak off and he threw it away. He took his cloak off and he threw it away before he went to Jesus. Why is that significant? Because the cloak that he was wearing was a cloak that identified him as a beggar. This was something where when people saw that particular garment, that uh, that's what beggars wore. So they knew that, hey, if you're wearing this, okay, let me go, let me get some money, let me get you some money. Why? Because if you're wearing it, this was the coat that identified him as someone who needed financial support. And so when Bartimaeus got up, he already knew in his heart, man, my life is about to change and it's about to change forever. So this garment that identifies me as somebody that needs financial support, this garment, my days of begging are over. That's what he was saying. Let me take this thing and he threw it away. My days 
of begging are over. And he threw it away and he launched out and he went. And now watch this. He threw away the garment before he could see. He threw away the garment before he went to go stand before Jesus. He threw away the garment before he said to Jesus, I want to see. He threw away the garment. Why? Because he knew that in that moment, his life was going to change and it was going to change forever. He went and stood before Jesus and said, I want to see. And Jesus said, go, you will heal because you have faith. Bartimaeus was ready when Jesus was ready. When, when, when Jesus was ready, when he was ready to respond. And he responded in faith. He responded without a doubt. He cast off his beggar's garment. And he believed that his life was going to change forever. Now, this was risky. I told you before that walking with God, living by faith is risky. This was risky because if he did not receive his sight, he was going to need that garment back. But he didn't think that way. See, when you walk with God, when you live by faith and you believe what the Holy Ghost is saying to you, watch this. You have no plan B. This is what he did. He didn't say this. He didn't say, well, let me hold on to this thing just in case. Come on now. I'm about to hurt some people. I'm, I'm about to step on some toes. This is why you haven't been receiving like God wants you to receive because you can't go into a situation saying you're in faith, but you're holding on to a backup plan. Say no plan B. Put in the chat. No plan B. You, you can't say, oh, well, I'm about, uh, hold on. Let me hold on to this thing just in case this thing don't work out. Then you don't believe. If you have a backup plan, Isabella and I have talked about this a gazillion times. When I really believe that God told me something, I don't have a plan B because if I have a plan B, then I don't believe what God said. And so, so if he was like, oh, let me just hold on to this thing real quick, just in case if this doesn't work out. If that's you, then you're not in faith. When you go to God in your situation, you have to go to God in faith without a doubt, without wavering. James said, if you waver, let not this man think that he shall receive anything from God. Let me read that to you from, from James chapter one, verses six through eight. Let me read this to you very slowly. I want you to get this. You ready? This is what the Bible says. First of all, you have not because you ask not. But then he said this, when you ask, you must believe. Don't doubt God. Whoever doubts is like a wave of the sea that is blown up and down with the wind. People like that are thinking two different things at the same time. Oh, let me go get my breakthrough. Ooh, let me hold on to this just in case. Oh, let me launch this out. Ooh, let me hold on to this just in case. You're thinking two different things at the same time. They can never decide what to do. So they should not think that they will receive anything from God. Listen, if, if that's how you, you think that living by faith is, I'm going to launch out in faith. I'm a decree and I'm a declare. I'm a believe and I receive, but I'm going to hold on to this as a plan B just in case this thing doesn't work out. Then, then, then you're not really hearing from God. You're not in faith at all. Faith, when God calls you to launch out in your situation, my question for you is, will you be ready? Or are you going to hold on? Are you going to set up a plan B before you move forward? Just in case this don't work out? Well, if you're living that way, if you're one of those people, just in case, listen, if you plan for a rainy day, it's going to rain. I, I like I'm I'm all good with having money and investments and all of that, but don't say I'm just saving up for a rainy day. If you're saving up for a rainy day, then you're planning for it to rain. You want it to rain. Listen, I'm saying you can't. You got to know what you're believing God for, and you cannot allow a plan B to keep you from really believing God. You have to launch out in faith. He was ready when Jesus was ready. Last point for today. I, I, I've said enough, but I'm gonna just give you this last one. I debated over this last point. The Lord said, "Okay, give it to him." Here's the number six, last thing for today. We are all in the space between our history and our destiny. All of us. Put that in the chat. Say, I am in the space 
between my history and my destiny. I'm, I'm locked up right now. I'm not who I used to be and I'm not who I'm going to be. And so right now I'm in the middle between my history and my destiny. In the Gospels, some people call Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, history. Some people call Jesus, Jesus, thou son of David, destiny. Some people were connecting him to his past. Some people were connecting him to his purpose. And, and see, the devil wants you to be fixated on your past and on your flaws, on your failures. God is not holding your, your failures against you. God is not holding your past against you. Some people are so caught up in their history that they cannot see their destiny. And, and listen, like Jesus, there are going to be some people that don't honor you. There were some people that, that did not honor Jesus. There were some people that looked at him in his face and called him Jesus of Nazareth. And that was not a nice thing to say. Jesus, the son of God, was standing before Jesus came into his own and his own received him not. There's, there's going to be some people who don't like you. There's going to be some people that reject you. There's going to be some people that talk about you. There's going to be some people that write you off because of where you're from, write you off because of the color of your skin, write you off because of your socioeconomic status, write you off because of the, your last, listen, your accent, your last name, because you're an immigrant, whatever. There's going to be some people that write you off because of where you're from, but pray for them and keep stepping. Never allow their opinion of you to cause you to, to change your opinion of you. Put this in the chat. Say, I believe what God believes about me. That's it. I just believe what God believes about me. I'm not going to worry about what people think. I'm not going to worry about what people say. Listen, there's going to be some people that like you. There's going to be some people that don't. There's going to be some people that will honor the anointing on your life. There's going to be some people that will think that you're, you're, you're not all that. And at the end of the day, you cannot be moved by them. You can only be moved by God. Jesus was Jesus and people rejected him. And so if they rejected him, they will reject you. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice. I said a lot today, y'all. This is a message you might need to listen to again. Lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. As I study the miracles of Jesus, my faith is increased. You speak to me by your spirit. You reveal things to me concerning this season. And I am open and obedient to your revelation. As you speak, I say, as you lead, I go. When you are ready, I'm ready. I'm not moved by what people say about me. I am not moved by their opinions or perceptions. I know who I am. I believe what you believe about me. And when you tell me to move, I move in faith, without a doubt, without wavering, with no plan B. I am the just, and I live by faith. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you get the notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button on the top right corner, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I want you to do me a favor, two things. Number one, go into the chat. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share the message right now. Share it, share it right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. We are the just and we live by faith. I'll talk to you tomorrow morning.
God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.